Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Rees is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Okay, welcome back to another week of the Candidates podcast. Today we have a very special guest all the way from Warrigal, uh, Captain... Lieutenant. Lieutenant. Soon. Soon. Good. Hopefully. Now? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Amanda Hart, welcome to you, Amanda. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. I'm sure you've been looking forward to this all week. Absolutely. That's good. Highlight of my week. How did you become an officer? What's, oh, what's your straight st- into let's, it. Let's go. <laughs> You're going out for dinner. I've got to go to my daughter's netball. Let's just do this. How did you become an officer? No, actually, let's go, let's wind it back a bit. Tell okay, us a yeah. little bit about your story. Oh, uh, well, so I was brought up... Um, in the Salvation Army. My parents moved to Victoria to go to college when I was five. Um, And so, you know, officer's kid, did the usual kind of brought up in the salvos, did everything you're meant to do kind of thing. Um, And a few that you weren't meant to do, surely. Oh, no, I was really, I I, I really was. Okay. I really was quite a A a child. girl, yeah. Although, you know, um, officer's child, expectations are often quite a lot higher than other kids. But, you know, you deal with that. Um, Yeah, so became a a soldier when I was uh, 16, I think, about that. Um, At what corps? At Doncaster. Okay, yeah. And then uh, sort of moved around a bit with my parents, moved to Ballarat when I was uh, 18. Um. And, and, you know, kept going with the Salvation Army life and uh, I suppose continued to do all the things you're meant to do and, you know, leadership roles and everything like that. Um, I guess during my teens I I saw a number of my friends kind of move away from the Salvation Army and did the whole rebellious thing. I left mine until I was 30 uh, <laughs> oh, so you did get there? <laughs> I did get oh, there yes, eventually. Okay. <laughs> Good, thank you. Oh, I was, I was beginning to worry. <laughs> yeah, no, I got there eventually um, and uh, made up for some lost time. A um, bit of, bit of a, a, a story with, you know, mental health and that sort of thing. So down in the, the pits of depression was when I, when I left the army and explored a new life pretty much. Um I guess a couple of years later, I <laughs> I kind of was uh, almost coerced back to the Coraged. army um, through working at at THQ. <laughs> um, was it sort of I'll see you on Sunday, or was it I'll pick you up? Uh, it, well, first of all, it was can you come and work at trade? Someone's sick. From there, it moved to uh, working in the bushfires. Uh, from there, it moved to social working in social justice and social program, and through all of that, I mean, there were there were sort of beacons, I guess, of light, <laughs> if you can call people beacons of light, in that who were kind of you know came along came alongside of me and 
sort of started speaking into my life, which I, I found really weird at the time. So are you, on, are you on the edges of your rebellion at this stage, as you called it, or are you... Oh, no, this is like well and truly you're in into... It. Oh, you're in it. Yeah, right. and, and so I'm back working at THQ in the middle of all of this and okay. <laughs> have, have some, you know... So then, um, so then interesting what, people around me. So then what <laughs> happened? Like you, at some point, I mean, obviously we know where it ended, but <laughs> what what were the steps that, that helped you and maybe even who were the people that helped you? Was well, there like y- key people along the way? Yeah, well, uh, Daniel Strickland, Jen Peterson, um, working with them and just um, I guess they accepted me for who I was. <laughs> Uh, and and I think that was a really important thing for me. I, at the time, I had really low self-esteem and um, you didn't see any worth in myself at all. And these people who really didn't know me from a bar of soap just kind of came along and I guess saw what I couldn't see um, and accepted me as I was. And so, you know, through conversations and that sort of thing with them, there was, you know, I guess something stirring in me. At the same time, Vanessa Orchard was bugging me to go to church. <laughs> come to church. Come to Box Hill on a Sunday night. You'll love it. So it's did a you? youth work. Is that what happened? Uh, in the end, yes. Uh, you just gave in? I pretty much, yeah, because she was never going to give in, I don't think. Okay. So Very good. Well done, <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> so, yeah, I pretty much um, ended up going along and things things sort of started to um, uh, click into place, I guess, um, conversations and things I was reading and um, things I was hearing at church and, um, yeah, I had this moment of just really suddenly crying out to God in the middle of a, a dark park in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I often would take off for a drive when I had to think about things and stuff and I ended up in this park and just, yeah, literally cried out to God and said, I can't do this anymore. You're going to have to take control. And and so from there it was like a whirlwind kind of journey. <laughs> um, the, the, the head knowledge that uh, I had obtained growing up about God and who he was or is, um, it just, it became, I guess, like a new, a real new thing as I like experienced a, a real heart in the, relationship. In that, park, in that dark park. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so was that like? Yeah. Oh, um, God said, "Oh, yes, I'm here. You're going to go to college." Or is that? Just, oh no, 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 no. Or is it just? <laughs> I'm here. It was. It was a moment of surrender. Um, I, I guess on my part, I didn't hear. Uh, well, I, I mean, I guess through things that I'd been reading and things through that other people had been saying, I guess I heard God's voice, but there wasn't an audible voice that I heard um, and it just came to this point of I, I have to surrender everything to God because I can't do this in my own strength. And yeah. then what did it look like after that? What was different? <sighs> just, you know, the, just the whole way I looked at life even. Um, I, I had like a real thirst um, to know more and to experience more. Um, uh, the way that I saw others changed, uh, the way that I saw myself changed. I actually begin to see myself, uh, as, as God saw me. Um, and it's a real eye-opening experience 
Um, and so I guess his his love sort of began to flow through me and then the way I looked at others was, you know, through his eyes and, yeah, it was a real change. Wow, thank you. It's a, it's, that's okay. That's good. I like, I just, <laughs> it's an amazing story. I, I love and I haven't heard it before but anyway, thanks. Um, so let's, let's make the assumption at some point mm. uh, you decide God says, I actually have a plan. Yeah. I don't want you to work a trade anymore or something. I don't yeah. want you to do whatever you're doing. Yeah. Actually have a bigger calling yeah. on your life. What did, was, did that come easy naturally <laughs> for you? No, no. Uh, there was a lot of debating going on inside myself. I, I actually had a deal with God, I thought. Um, <laughs> don't even, don't even bother. I, lo- I love these Don't deals. even bother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, people always say, don't say no to God. Um, I, so I'd been, I'd lived at college for two years when mum and dad were cadets. Um, and then they went back on staff after two years um, out and we lived there for another four years. So I, I was... I was pretty set in that I have lived at college for six years. I've done my time, not going back there. Yep. Um, however. However, there's just this real kind of, I guess it kind of started small and started and, and just continued to build in me that God was wanting more. Um, and I, I knew exactly what it was. But couldn't that have been something else apart from opposition? No, I... I I don't again I didn't hear an audible voice but um I I knew it was officership. However, I still tried to control what that would look like and and it wasn't actually officership it was in the traditional sense it was it was becoming an envoy and and I would actually work out how my envoyship would look and all this what, sort of what you're thing. trying to say is you're trying to there's certain things you want to avoid. No. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was quite content working in social justice and... So um, you, was that social justice at THQ? Yeah. In the division at, at, at THQ? THQ, yeah. yeah. Um, so I decided I was at, I was, um, I was at Collingwood. Um, so I decided I would split my time between social justice and Collingwood. <coughs> However... God had other plans and um, I I signed up for a mission trip in South Africa um, for the World Cup, Soccer World Cup. And um, in the lead up to that, all this stuff was kind of going on, all this debating on, you know, what, what it was all going to look like and everything. Uh, and just before I left, I think I submitted my forms for, to become a candidate. So, Yeah. <coughs> Then, You've got me all choked up thinking about it. Oh, yeah, I, could, it, I yeah. could imagine, yeah. <laughs> when when you went to college, you went from Collingwood. From Collingwood, Now, Collingwood, yeah. for those who don't know, isn't a a core with, you know, however it's you might. It's not actually picture. a core anymore. But oh, is yeah, it? Well, it's, yeah, oh. kind of closed down. It became a core in um, May 2010. Yeah, um, certainly not a traditional core, uh, a, lot, a very incarnational core. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was getting at. It yeah, wasn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping. Yeah, oh, no worries, yeah. <laughs> and I think we just reopened a core, but that's the kind of God. <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of our time was spent in the community, um, in in the housing estate park on Friday nights, talking to kids, um, running kids programs and uh, having like community dinners and um, all night prayer meetings and stuff like that. It was, um, yeah, something that I'd really never experienced before. So for those people who don't know, Collingwood is in a Melbourne. Yeah. Quite a, how would you describe it? Uh, it needs the it, army. It, it needs it, God. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, it's 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 an interest. It's one of those neighbourhoods that's now really expensive, um, and um, but still has so uh, such a low social demographic as well living there. So yeah, it's um. Probably, you know, there were a lot of things that I would have loved to have done when I was younger, um, but I was always too scared to. Um, and that was being in that kind of environment was probably was one of them. One of those type of things, yeah. What else would you have liked to have done when you were younger? <laughs> do you really want me to answer that question? <laughs> I, I really, really do, but I don't know that I do. <laughs> Can I really do and really not at the same time? Uh, mm. <laughs> okay. So you, you, you. You go to college, yep. you live there for two years. Yeah. Um, back in 303. 303, back mm. in the day. Yeah. And your first core appointment is? Victor Harbour. Victor Harbour. Yep. What's South a, Australia. What's it like being a core officer? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know that you can just get a straight answer from that question. Um, I... I actually was asked in my candidates board whether I felt called to core or social ministry um, and I think I confused some people when I said core um, because of the background in social justice. Um, but, but core is where you uh, have the opportunity to mobilise the troops and do the social justice. <laughs> actually doing that is a, and you, a whole other that. challenge. Like, so I was in the division with you in yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> In South Australia. And you you did that in Victor, didn't you? I tried. No, you didn't try. You did. <laughs> um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I. A lot of these questions <laughs> I don't know the answer to, but this one I do. This, okay. <laughs> you tell me then. <laughs> no, but I'm, you, you raised, you know, we talk like even for homelessness. In, yeah. In the, you raised a lot of, a huge profile. Yeah. In Victor, you had people, they had the mayor sleeping out and a yep. whole bunch of people. That was That's not because you were trying to build a Sunday congregation. No. You know, that was because you were, you saw a need. Yep. Um, yeah. Victor's, Victor's an interesting place because it's a, it's a holiday town, it's a retirement town and we don't have issues like homelessness and poverty and uh, family violence and that sort of thing. Um, they're all they're all there. Like they're they're there just as much as any other place. Um, but they're hidden because it's you know it's this nice nice little seaside town kind of thing. Um, and can I just say the fish mm. and chips down there mm. are the world's most expensive and the <laughs> world's most delicious. That depends which fish and chip shop. I went to the good one. To. Well, there's three now. No, it was good. There were two. There was only one when I, I got there, and it was closed. <laughs> anyway, so, what, what were we anyway. talking about? Oh no, we're talking about Victor. Yeah, sorry, God. Um, so Victor, it's a great place, um, great community, and but it was funny because when when I first got there, people said, you know, it it takes you ten years to become part of this community. Um, I was really fortunate 
that I had connections with with the mayor and his wife early on, um, who were already involved in a community meal that was, um, I, I guess, hosted by the Salvation Army, but not run by the Salvation Army. So it was out of our building. Um, so I was able to get really involved in that, and through through them, I mean, you get in with the mayor and his wife. Yep. You you get to know plenty of people. Um. So a lot of my time, I think I spent more out in the community. Uh, and I, I don't know if that was uh, as a ro- result of being from Collingwood or or what it was, but uh, Victor's a traditional, a pretty traditional core. Um, and I think that by the end of my time there, um, they were sort of starting to look more outwards um, at the community and, and looking at how they could actually help people in the community. So, yeah. I think you're selling yourself very short on what you did down there, but that's okay. Ah. I'll let it go. Um, <laughs> then you then you moved to uh, <clears throat> Warrigal. So yes. it's a bit of a move from uh, the seaside yeah. to something else. I, th- I think I'm like somewhere like halfway between the snow and the beach. Yes, it was it's about like 100 an hour either out of way. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's only this it's year? cold, but it's not as cold as Ballarat, so Nothing's as cold good. as Ballarat. Um, people said, oh, you'll freeze in the winter, and I said, it's all right, I've lived in Ballarat. And <laughs> they're like, oh, you'll be I fine know, I know then. what cold is. <laughs> so what, is, what does officership look like for you now? Is it, do you have a sense of starting again? Yeah. Um, uh, Warrigal's a, a bigger core. Again, a traditional core. Um, it's 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 quite interesting because I guess it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, issues that you don't see in Warrigal as well. Uh, so there's homelessness and um, and poverty, and it's it's just not it's not like being in Melbourne where or or Adelaide where you see people it's sleeping on the street. Yeah. It's present but not visible. It's present but not visible. And we see that through our, our social programs. So um yeah, it's um there there are I guess more agencies around. Uh but there's there's no emergency housing or anything in the area. Uh and so actually trying to do something about some of the issues is is really tough. Um but what's what's unique about would you call it rural, or is that yeah, I think underselling so. it? Like un- rural, regional, I, like yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's it. I think it's classified as a country core, but um, it's quite a large country yeah, yeah. core. Um, it's kind of a regional core, isn't it? Like people, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's unique about it? Yeah, like you know, if you're in the city, you say, well, there's. The, the, I guess the visible, the visible. Um, mm. Is there anything that you know? I think people at Warrigal have a real heart for mission. Um, I think they may struggle at times to see what that actually looks like in action, uh, and so trying to actually, um, I guess, educate a little bit on on. Um, you know, on on what kind of pathways we can take to to carry out our mission uh, within our community, uh, it, it does feel a bit like it's starting again 
a little bit, um, trying to be a little more outward focused and um, but we've <laughs> we've already had a sleep out this year, so <laughs> you and you. <laughs> hey, it works. Okay. <laughs> Tried and true. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not just a sleep out for no. sleep. It's a raising awareness, and it's raising and awareness. That's what you do. So, yeah, we had um, I think about seven of us slept out this year. Um, we'll try and probably create more awareness around it next year, and try and get some more community buy-in. Um, but we made some great connections with, um, with some local businesses and Bunnings in particular, the local Bunnings was um, really on board with it and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think there's plenty of opportunities for our core to actually get out there and, and do mission in the community um, to help see God's kingdom come um, on earth. So... Yeah, it's um, sometimes you feel like you've got your hands tied though um, and you just don't, yeah. Go on. Just kind of stuck. Um, you know, resources uh, and even just getting people on board. You know, we talk about mobilising but what that actually looks like I think sometimes is probably confusion over. Um, yeah, because a big part of... Being a, a Salvation Army officer is, it's human resources, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's engaging people in the mission yeah. to the wherever, whatever community people live in. Yeah. But then helping them to see what it can be and, mm. and, and most people would agree with all that. Yeah. And then it's like, well, let's go. And that's the... Yeah. And that, so it is, a, it is a, one part about officership. I mean, it's one thing, yeah. you know, you can preach up a you know, a raging sermon and you can do lots of other things but it's mobilising mm. people. That's good. What What do you do for kicks when you're not, <laughs> when you're down, <laughs> if you like, downtime? Oh, no, no, I, no, oh, no, 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 I got in trouble because I was talking <laughs> to someone the other week about this. I said there is no downtime, it's it's my life, it's not, you know, it's not compartmentalised and I get all yeah. that but what do you do for kicks? Oh, look, yeah, well, this is the thing. I'm I'm not really good with, with the whole self-care thing. I haven't been great with that and um, probably have a tendency to um, overwork in a sense, um, <clears throat> take my work home with me or stay at the office too long, whatever, um, have my phone on 24-7. So if there is any problem, you know, I'm, I'm there. But uh, I'm trying to improve on that. So I've joined the gym. <laughs> Yeah, and at okay. the moment, that's uh, that's I, I'm doing a ten week challenge, so that's that's occupying a bit of my time. So get home at night, have some dinner, get changed, go to the gym, um, and it, it is good because it, it it helps me switch off. Um, it helps me um, focus on something else. Um, not that it, you know, not that I want to take my focus off of Jesus. Um, but I, I think we can get bogged down on thinking, you know, what's next and particularly like with admin and stuff like that. Um, How do you do that? Like with looking after staff, core, mm. community stuff. How do you keep your focus on Jesus? It's not always easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, tell us uh, about that. I, I'm I'm pretty fortunate, or we I should say we uh, are pretty fortunate. We have we have a good leadership team at the core. Um, 
but there is there is always stuff that other people can't do that you you've got to do. Um, I'm really trying to focus more on carving out time in my day to just spend with Jesus. Someone someone said um, earlier today about having coffee with Jesus. And I really like that idea. Um, <laughs> not that I drink coffee anymore, but, you know. Um, but I guess in everything that that you're doing throughout the day, trying to remember the reason why you're doing it. And even though it's boring admin, <laughs> there's a reason why you have to get that admin yeah. done. Um, and it all comes back to Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. We're not finished yet. We're nearly finished. Okay. A couple of things. Yeah. How, um, what would you say to people who put your, <coughs> your pretend you're 30 again, you know, um, mm-hmm. what would you say to yourself considering or exploring ministry? Um, mm. and, and secondly, what, what are your hopes? For if the I pretend future? I'm 30 again, I was nowhere near exploring ministry. So, <laughs> weren't you 30 when you? That was when I rebelled. Oh, no, no, we won't do that bit. Yeah, no. When the, <laughs> do the other bit. <laughs> Whatever so a couple age of years later. Yeah, go, yeah, go yeah. A year later, year later. Yeah. Or just like, you know, because the, I mean the whole purpose of these conversations is really for people to, to die, sort of tune in and go, mm. actually, yeah, that's it's kind of where I'm at or it's where I've been or maybe yeah. it's where I will be. Um, but you've got wisdom because you've you've been through some of that stuff. What would you say to people who are in that same position as you? I, I think... Um, I think one of the the roadblocks for me was being an officer's kid. Everyone or everyone was always telling me I'd become an officer, um, and so that probably puts in your mind, well, I'm not going to do what everyone else tells me I should do. Um, I think you really need to explore that calling for yourself, um, and really, um, yeah, really just spend the time to. Uh, discover what it is that you're being called to, whether whether it is officership or whether it's ministry in some other way. Yeah. Um, you need to actually work that out for yourself. And, it, and I mean, it's one thing for people to confirm that calling, um, but certainly don't get caught up in listening to people telling you this is what you should do um, because that's what they think. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's true because, I mean, we are talking about officership mm. but there's so much more than that. You yeah, know, there's yeah. serving the local core, people thinking they can't take on certain things because yep. of other things but they, they actually can. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? I thought of something before. Have you, have you got something I profound? Uh, I have found, I, I, you know, a lot of people say college doesn't prepare you for ministry. Um, my view is that college could never prepare you for everything that you're going to come across in ministry. Um, my biggest fear in coming to college was study though. And um, once I was there, I, I dropped out of school. I dropped out of high school um, twice pretty much. I went back to do VCE and dropped out again. So um, I was I was so worried that I was going to get to college and not be able to manage so, the study. So you were overwhelmed by that? Before I went, yeah, I yeah. think. Okay. Um, I think it, it didn't take long for me to realise that I actually could do it. Um, 
and I, but the thing is, I, I mean, I was in, I guess I was in ministry before I went to college, but um, there's no way that I could be doing what I do now without the preparation that college gave me. Um, and I've found it really important to keep up the study as well. Mm. Um, so you're, you're still studying now? Uh, I'm, I'm auditing a unit at the moment. I'm in, de- in between degrees, so um, trying so, to work out what to do next. It's not bad for someone who didn't finish I high know, school twice. I, know. <laughs> I, uh, I no, actually... That's, that's good though, but, but that's, that speaks yeah. to that I want to keep learning. And, and I think that was also like a confirmation that this is actually what I'm meant to yeah. be doing as well. So it wasn't like I got to college and was like, oh, am I in the right place? You know, did I make the wrong decision? I mean, there probably were times like that. But um, the fact that I actually could discover that I could study and, and handle the load, um, it was like it was that this is what it was meant to be. So um, I, yeah, I've kept up study. I, I started with an advanced diploma and halfway through college changed to the Bachelor of Theology, um, which I graduated earlier this year. And um, study after college gave me something else to focus on. Uh, I mean, yeah, I know it's all theology, but yeah, I know you know, you it's it's a different focus than the yeah. course so stuff college, all the time too. College to, set you up well, yeah, what you're saying, and continues to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank I you. I believe so. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. No worries. Um, if you've got any questions, comments, leave them on the Facebook page and I'm sure that um, we can get them to... Amanda to answer them if sure. she if she's if I willing, so desire if, <laughs> if the money's right <laughs> yeah. we'll continue to pray for you and your ministry down at Warrigal and the community yeah um, and hopefully we'll hear more and more stories of uh, greater impact down there yep thanks very much cool thank you bye bye thanks for joining us for more about officership you can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?